games. We've got football coming up tonight. The NFL season kicks off with the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs playing host to the Houston Texans. Out on the diamond, it was a beautiful day for some baseball. And heading into 2020, many people thought there would be no high school football. Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. You're listening to WNCT 9 on your side Sports Talk with Sports Director Brian Bailey, Nolan Knight, and Kelsey O'Donnell. Hello and welcome to another edition of the WNCT Sports Podcast. Nolan Knight here with Brian Bailey and Kelsey O'Donnell. And March Madness is here. How excited are you guys? Oh, I'm excited. After last year, I mean, it's, it's, I'm thrilled to get a chance to watch some games. Me too. I forgot how much I just enjoyed putting brackets together. I, I have probably put together 15 or 16, just seeing all the different scenarios. I'm obsessed with it. And you, I missed out on it last year so much. And, and to, to jump back in this year, it, 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 it's been two years since we got to put, pretend that we had the perfect bracket. I had a picture come up from uh, a memory from Facebook from last year. And we were sitting at a picnic table in Uptown. And we were watching last year's tournament on an iPad, and that's that's how we I remember we you spent our me Saturday. Oh, yeah, so it was uh, it was a depressing time last year, but those days are behind us. We've got the NCAA basketball tournament coming up, March Madness. You got your brackets ready to go. Everybody gets in a bracket pool. Yesterday we ran a story on the newscast that you know what's legal and what's illegal. Apparently, it's legal if you get into one of these deals and a prize is up for grabs, hmm. but it's not legal if you have money involved i think i think if somebody donates a prize and nobody pays any cash in i think that's that's perfectly legal apparently well that's well today what we are going to do is put together a bracket here wnct <laughs> sports uh our our teams oh our bracket team bracket here. so we that's vote right. on which team wins that's we're going to do that but we're going to take an analytical approach to it as well uh, that maybe will help some of our, our listener, <laughs> listeners out there to kind of choose uh, maybe some upsets or, or, or whatnot. We're going for a perfect bracket here, more so than the most points like uh, you see some of the, oh, the We're going go. for perfection. We're going for a perfect like bracket that. here. That'll last about two picks, I yeah, It should be interesting with all the COVID stuff, so you never know. It could ruin an entire bracket. So everyone, uh, go ahead and get your brackets out in front of you. Get and, them out. And, and let's look at, we'll, <laughs> we'll start top left, uh, which is the West bracket. We'll, we'll break down some of these matchups if we do have anything <laughs> interesting to add. Uh, one versus six 16th seed. It's Gonzaga taking on the winner of Norfolk State and App State. Uh, Norfolk State, App State. They'll be playing on uh, on Thursday afternoon to get this tournament tournament started. Uh, one seeds, 139 and one all yeah, time. Yeah, we know all about the one. Uh, if you are unaware, <laughs> it was the Virginia Cavaliers yeah. not too many years ago was a good versus one. UNBC that goes down. Uh, don't try to be a hero here. Definitely uh, take the one seed, I, right. I would imagine. Yeah, right, take guys? the one seed. I got, I've got Gonzaga going a long way, so yeah. yeah. Most certainly put them past... Uh, Norfolk State and App State. I mean, usually the first four is played doubleheaders Tuesday and Wednesday. But this year they've moved the, all the first four games to Thursday. So we've got four games on Thursday, and then the actual tournament will tip off with Friday-Saturday games. I'll definitely take Gonzaga. I mean, 26-0 in the regular season, 25 double-digit wins in season. I think that's a – they're on a roll. Yeah, that's an easy one. The one that's difficult, though, the 8 versus 9 will move down Oklahoma and Missouri. This one almost 50-50. The series is only divided by a couple of different games. The 8 has the slight edge. Let's take this one to a vote. I'm going to say Missouri, Brian. I'm going to say Oklahoma. I'm going to say Missouri. 
Missouri yeah. advances to Oklahoma's our second round here. <laughs> now the one that uh, all right. It, so we writing these down? We, we write. I down? don't have a pen on me, so <laughs> I'm going to need right, you to pen. write it down. I'll yeah. let you write it down. All right. All right. So, so we got Gonzaga and Missouri so far. Let's move on down to the 12-5. Probably the most exciting matchup in, in, in all of this because only 64 percent of the time five seed wins. In fact, last year three of the four 12 seeds won. So if if you don't have at least 12, one 12 team going, you're not looking good. There's a lot of really good 12 fives matchup. And this one specifically, uh, University of California, Santa, Santa Barbara is a great team. I have them going personally. What do, you, what do you guys have? You know, I agree with you on the 12 fives. And it seems like every time you turn the TV on, there's a 12 five going down to the wire. Um, so I, I'll go with you with that. I, I like that. Santa Barbara is a great Yeah, I'll go team. with you guys. I don't know too much about either teams. Um they are taking on Creighton uh, out of the Big East. Uh, they've had their struggles this year. Um, so we're going to go with that with that one. 12. Another interesting one as we move on down the, the lineup here, 13 versus 4. A uh, 1-13 seed has won in 25 of the last 35 years. So one of the 13 seeds, you can almost bet, going to, to advance the next round. It won't round. be that one. It's Virginia advances. However, as sports Virgi- director, I'm going to get two votes on that one, so you don't even <laughs> That's matter. That's fine. However, for those listening, Virginia is having quarantine issues, uh, practicing. They won't be able to prepare as much as normally they would for uh, the matchup. But we'll put yeah. UVA through for this one. And, and, you know, when you look at, at what, what happens in this tournament, usually the ones that the ESPN pundits are all picking to lose, they're the ones that get through pretty easily. And a lot of people are picking Virginia to lose that game. So I'm, I'm, I feel more So confident. do we know if any starters are in quarantine or if any starters tested positive? I think that'll be a game changer. Well, they haven't said anything about who the person was. There was one report that came out that said it was a player, and they only played mm. eight that played in the uh, Syracuse game. On but, Tuesday, it was announced that they will be able to play, right? Well, it was announced that they they survived the first set of of regulations. They still have to have the negative tests day after day. And I think I think sometime today is one of the cutoffs on Thursday. Another cutoff. You yeah. know, if you weren't sports director, I think I would take Ohio. <laughs> See how upset. Yeah, we got to keep them happy. Find out <laughs> like, where you want your last check <laughs> sent to. All right, I'm moving on down. This one, wherever you want to. Uh, the six versus eleven is is an underrated matchup. I think this one's actually more 50-50 than the seven ten is in twenty nineteen. Six is one three out of four. Uh, so you can almost bet that there will be two 11s that advance. Another fun fact about this matchup, more times than not, the 11 seed that's in a play-in game has advanced to the round of 32 than not since they added that not too long that's ago. That's a cool fact. Uh, uh, USC taking on the winner of Wichita State, Drake, who will play on Thursday night. I actually don't like either of these matchups. I like USC in this one. Well, you, you know, the hard part when you're filling a bracket out is you look at that 11 matchup and, like, you look at it and you know, first of all, you got to get that 11 matchup right yep. mm-hmm. if you're going to take that team to the next round. So nobody does because brackets are due in earlier. And that's why nobody can get a perfect bracket. But, uh, yeah, I, I usually always go with the with the six there because, if you, like I said, if you pick the 11, you got to pick that other one right. right. So let's put, yeah, we'll put USC over there. I'll say USC. I would like to see Wichita State. Um, Advance, but up to UNC, USC, excuse me. So the 14 3 matchups, a fun one too. Uh, three seats have won 85% of the time. Uh, 
There's not been a three seed that has lost in the last wow. three tournaments. Uh, so 15% of the time, a 14 seed does win. Hasn't happened in a long time. Uh, but you got to think if 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 it hasn't happened in that long and they've, they've won that many times, then we're kind of due for a 14 seed to win. Kansas, another team that has had quarantine COVID issues. What do you guys think about Eastern Washington here? Why do you think they put all the quarantine teams in the same bracket? Uh, Kansas and Virginia, a three and a four. Maybe they're hoping it'll knock mm. some players. I don't know. <laughs> also, teams. all teams that Gonzaga has beaten, but we'll get to that in a moment. That's true too, because, wow. because Gonzaga crushed Virginia. Gonzaga beat has beaten Virginia, Kansas, and Iowa. Who's the two seed in that bracket? Wow, huh. good stat. So talking, uh, I, I like Eastern Washington here. I really do with with the quarantine issues. I like Kansas. We're, Kansas. we're, we're due. Yeah, you got voted out. <sighs> We're due one. But yes. you never know with You're the quarantine. You're off the island. Yeah. All right. Well, next we'll week, see. remember this moment right here. <laughs> Oregon, uh, VCU, seven versus ten. Uh, you need one ten to advance, but sevens win this matchup pr- pretty regularly, uh, more so than the 6-11, which I think is, is pretty interesting. But one ten out of the four, you have to put through almost. Uh, here, though, I do like Oregon. I like Oregon, too. Yeah, Oregon. Oregon goes. A lot of favorites so far. Iowa That's Grand Canyon, uh, this one's an easy one, too. There's only been eight times ever that a 15 seed has won the matchup versus the two seed. Michigan State versus Middle Tennessee in 2016 was the last time that uh, the 15 seed knocked off, and I don't think it's going to be Grand Canyon taking down Iowa out of the Big Ten. They've been incredible this year. It's so funny. I was looking into this. I had never heard of Grand Canyon. They're the antelopes, um, but they're located in Phoenix, which is more than 200 miles away from the Grand Canyon, but they do have a really cool... <laughs> it's so interesting to see how uh, the team dynamics and everything plays out. Um, but they had a head coach, I believe they were, I, I want to say 20-0 and 0 for the past four seasons. They were a Division Two team and then got um, bumped up to Division One. I. I forget what the whole um, thing is, but they have a really cool student section um, that has been on the news quite a bit. So do they have oh, a name we're not the picking them to section? Win, they what? Are they the antelopers or... They're called the Lopes, the I Lopes. think. I'm pretty sure it's the Lopes. Are we so. gonna, we're going to stay in the West. Let's finish the West out before we go to the other ones. Gonzaga, Missouri. I got Gonzaga. Although, uh, sticking with, with the seeding matchups, uh, uh, more times than not, one of one, one seed loses per tournament. Um, but I don't think it's going to be nuts. Gonzaga that yeah. loses. Mm-mm. So we put Zaga in for the 1-8. They advance to the Sweet 16. Next up with our matchup, we do have the 12 seed University of California, Santa Barbara, taking on UVA, a quarantine UVA. But I, I still I, I like UCSB to be the Sweet 16 uh, Cinderella story, but I don't know if that's going to fly with this group here. Yeah, we got two Hokies talking about my <laughs> Cavaliers. I like Virginia. I say if UVA makes it this far, then, yeah, I'd take them. The first, I think the first matchup is, is yeah. the one you have to worry about the most with, with dealing with, with the quarantine issues. So the Cavaliers advance to the Sweet 16. Uh, moving on down, USC taking on Kansas. Kansas, another team that has had COVID issues, taking on, um, and at the beginning of the year, struggled, taking on USC out of the Pac-12. I like Kansas here. Yeah, I'll go Kansas. I'll go USC, but I'll give you guys Kansas. <laughs> Moving down the seven two, uh, this one actually uh, a- another one where the two seed often does not uh, advance to the Sweet Sixteen. In, in fact, more times than not, uh, or not more times than not, but it- it's sixty forty percent that the two seed advances. Uh, I do like Iowa here. They're mm-hmm. they're a pretty 
well-fed, strong team. Yeah. Well-fed. Well-fed. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, they're strong. Yeah, I'll go Iowa. Back up to the top of the bracket, Gonzaga-UVA. These two teams faced off earlier in the year. I'm going to go Gonzaga. But I think the game will be – if they do play, I think the game will be much closer. But I do think Gonzaga will win. So Gonzaga, our first Elite Eight team, taking on who? We have Kansas, this three seed, and Iowa, the two seed. Right now, we did go one, two, three, four for the Sweet 16. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to do that on my bracket. I go Iowa. Yeah, I think Iowa. I'll take Iowa too. I'm, I'm, I don't love Kansas. I would not be surprised if they get upset in that first round, like I mentioned. And our first team into the final four Gonzaga and Iowa. Gonzaga. I gotta Gonzaga. go, Zaga. They've already taken down Iowa this season. So we have our first final four team. Let's stay on the hey, left you side. You know, for time constraints, you may want to just skip to your pick your bracket winner because we're going to be on here all day. And I don't know if anybody's going to listen to us all day <laughs> doing this thing. I think that's a great point, Brian. I think it is, too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> We're you got- kicking Bailey out. <laughs> let's uh, let's go to the, the, the east here, uh, fly through. Um, we'll, we'll, <clears throat> we'll go back through the, the seedings here. Let's go all the one seeds. We got Michigan going through, Baylor going through, Illinois going through, and uh, that's all of them. Uh, there for the one seeds. There won't be an upset there. Ohio State over Oral Roberts and the South looks good. And the Midwest, we're looking bottom right now. Houston, Cleveland State. And the other two seed matchup is Alabama and Iona. Got to go Alabama there. Alabama looks good this year. I liked uh, listening to them saying they're a uh, championship school rather than. Uh, a football school. <laughs> <laughs> Going to uh, the three seed, starting top right. And working around clockwise here, uh, we're going to go Arkansas over Colgate. We'll go West Virginia over Moorhead State. West Virginia, I think, is a really strong team. They they, they can they can go far here. I, this I really is turned think. into the I Nolan think you bracket. Stressed them out. You stressed well, I, them out. We, we were here. doing fine, and all of a sudden, <laughs> you were unhappy. Well, no, I was just saying it was taking. It was just you know. It's, all right, on to the next one. Uh, Texas and Abilene Christian. I like Texas there. Um, out of the, the South bracket, who do you guys like to, to come out to the final four if, if we're going to just go through this thing? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like Baylor there. I just think they've been inconsistent of late. When I look at that bracket, you know, Ohio state, you gotta, you know, you gotta put them close to the top when you're trying to figure this thing out. I think it's intriguing when you look at, at Baylor and North Carolina playing mm-hmm. in the second round, if that's how it goes. Now, North Carolina does not have a cakewalk in Wisconsin in that first-round matchup. I think that's going to be a really close – I think that's going to be one of those games that comes down to the last possession, and whoever has that last possession wins that game. But Carolina has enough big men and big players that they can really do a number on a lot of teams. North Carolina could could win that first game, could beat Baylor, and they could go a long way in this tournament. Mm-hmm. They just haven't played like North Carolina teams normally play through the year. So if we see the North Carolina team that, that a lot of us thought we'd see throughout the season – I think they've got a chance to make a run. However, I think the odds are that they'll, you know, that they could lose in that game against Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Baylor game will be will be tough for them. But uh, you know, I think when you look at that bracket, Arkansas could could go a yep. long way, and Purdue could be right up there. Trying to see who the who the five seeds Villanova. Uh, they were beaten early in the uh, Big East tournament. But but a lot of times teams from you know bounce back bounce from there. Back, yeah. So when, so when you look, you know your Hokies are down there as a ten playing the Florida Gators. Your Hokie coach got in some trouble. I saw that. Which I you know again, 
we live in this in this cancel culture deal, and I just don't understand. He did not say anything, you know. And, and I and it's hard for me to believe I'm defending a hokey, but I, I certainly am. <laughs> what he said was, you know, we're not playing Jehovah's Witnesses; we're playing, you know, for the Florida Gators. And I, I don't think he meant anything. He could have said, "We're, we're not playing," you know. He was making a joke, and, right? He was just trying to make a joke. Notorious for you know, for, for many for for years. I've said things college. like, you know. Uh, they're not playing Mount St. Mary's school for the blind. I don't even know if there is a Mount St. Mary's school for the blind. Yeah. And, and that's certainly not to say something bad about blind people, but I mean, it's just, I think sometimes we just got to back off and say, Hey, he meant it as a joke. He shouldn't have to apologize. It, it was, I don't think he was saying anything bad about anything. He could have said, we're not playing, you know, Joe's Bible study, you know, group. We're playing the Florida Gator. I think that's what he meant. And I just, I just think that, Sometimes I do like Virginia Tech in that matchup though. Uh, a lot of lot of computer projections had them at Virginia Tech as an eight seed. They get a ten. I think that's an unfavorable matchup for. Uh, but isn't Florida. isn't a ten better than an eight in, in some respects because you don't Definitely. see you know so. because as a ten you know you're gonna well, you're still gonna see a good team in the second round obviously the the two seed but it always seems like to me the one seeds are just on a level above everybody mm-hmm. else and and it's just. You know, like like we said, they're what what that stat was you gave earlier. They obviously only one uh, one hundred and thirty nine and one seed has ever lost in the first round. But but that was a great two year. Seeds, <laughs> well, the next year was even better. I like Baylor uh, out of the South bracket. Ohio State, I, I think, is a little overrated. I think the Big Ten in general is a little overrated. Um, they've been ranked so highly in, in all the polls all season because they've beat each other up. But I don't see how that's different from the ACC, who's really beat each other up as well. Um, so I like Baylor. I think the Big 12 is really good. I think when you're looking at an NCAA tournament run, you can't be a, a team that, that relies on scheme. And, and a lot mm-hmm. of times you have to worry about making a run, and the Big 12 plays so fast and so quick that they don't necessarily need to be completely compared for a team to survive in advance, whereas a team like Ohio State or a team like Iowa uh, or, or Michigan or Illinois, all these high, high-seeded high Big Ten schools – are kind of they had a lot of success in the regular season, but their style of play I don't think works in a survive and advance type setting like the, the this tournament is. And I think a Big Twelve team is going to be the one we see uh, cutting down the nets. And mm-hmm. I really like Baylor. All right, so you got Baylor there. What do you got, Kels? I do. I'll go Baylor. All I right. like Arkansas though too. I think I was going to uh, pick Arkansas. Well. I think um, I think you have to look at the Final Four and you have to look yeah. at some twos and threes. I don't think you go much further than that. And sometimes there is, a, you know, a crazy. Yeah, you're going to have some through. upset. I All feel right. like there's going to be COVID in play too. So you got Baylor. We got Baylor there as our team pick. All right, where are we going now? Go to the Midwest here. Uh, this is the 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 region with Illinois, with uh, West Virginia, Houston, out of the American Georgia Tech just won the ACC. They're the mm-hmm. nine seed in this bracket. Uh, you look at a Liberty, Oklahoma State, San Diego State, Syracuse, who snuck in there. Uh, in Tennessee and Oregon State. Oregon State, of course, won the Pac-12. I like that as a first-round uh, upset as well at the 12-5. Personally, I really like West Virginia out of this one. I, I'm sticking to my my Big 12 roots here. I, I think Houston will be kind of punched in the mouth if they face off in the Sweet 16. I'm picking Illinois, I think, to go all the way through, even though they're a one seed. I look, I look around, and I think that they're – you know, I hope Georgia Tech can win that 8-9 that game, and I think Illinois will take care of Georgia Tech. And then later on, Illinois would probably play the likes of Tennessee or Oklahoma State, or you know, it could be one of those 12-13 matchups or um, 
one of those teams if you do get the upset that you just called for. But uh, West Virginia, I thought, was a little inconsistent through the through the deal. And I don't think Houston, even though you know we saw Houston lose to East Carolina on a crazy night at uh, Minji's Coliseum, <laughs> has a lot to do with my it, my it may be. I mean, it was they weren't very good that night. But uh, I'm going to go Illinois. Yeah, I'll go Illinois. I'd say Houston make it maybe to the Sweet 16 and then uh, fall. So our team pick is Illinois. Is that a lot, yeah. Uh, Illinois is definitely the strongest team on paper. I think anyone can really make a run on, the, on in that one. Moving to the Not East. all of our number ones. Yep, and <laughs> no. that is pretty unlikely as well. Uh, based on that is true. Stats. I wasn't thinking that because I didn't take Baylor, but you guys did. So that puts Baylor as our team pick. So you're, you're right. Looking in the East, this one I think is really interesting. I think there's a lot of teams that, that could advance to the Final Four out of this one. Michigan's the one. It's the same one with St. Bonaventure, LSU, Georgetown, who just won the Big East with Colorado, uh, Florida State, UNC, Greensboro, BYU, uh, Michigan State, UCLA, two blue bloods facing off in the play-in game. Uh, and then Texas, who I think looked great, they won the Big 12. Connecticut, Maryland, and then Alabama and Iona. Uh, it's it's that region. I really like Texas. Just probably the hottest team winning the Big 12 tournament uh, with Shaka Smart. They're doing great things. I really like the 11 seeds. Whichever one wins that matchup, that that sweet that second round game between who I think will be Texas and Michigan State, UCLA, it could be one of the best games in the tournament. I think. I would like to see Texas and Alabama make it down to the Sweet 16, and then I think I'll go Texas. Down one, two, three, right? Yeah. Florida State's an interesting matchup. I think they could they, they could find themselves playing in the, the Sweet 16 versus Michigan pretty easily, um, and, and Florida State's such a big team. They're tough to prepare for. All right, so what are we going to do in this bracket? We're I taking, like Texas, personally. You like Texas. What did you say you like, Kels? I like Alabama, but I'm leaning a little bit towards Texas. Hmm. We got to have maybe knock out Just one. Just won the Big seat. Twelve tournament. <laughs> uh, I, I had that big speech about how the the Big Big Twelve ha, has the ability to survive in advance, and that's all you need to do in the NCAA tournament with with the way they play um, and, and being the hottest team on the longest winning streak coming into this one. I'm gonna go I'm Alabama, but I, I'll put Texas down for you guys because it's a yeah, team I'm kind pick. of a toss up. I mean. So for our final four, we have Gonzaga, Texas uh, as the the left side of our bracket semifinal matchup, and Baylor, Illinois, uh, the, the two one seeds. I'm gonna we'll pick with the left one, Gonzaga versus Texas. Everyone's been saying Gonzaga's the best team all year. What do you think? I agree. I, agree. I think Gonzaga's the best team, and I, I think it's their tournament to lose. Although it wouldn't shock me because that's what the tournament does. Just ask Mark Few. I mean, he's he's had some good good teams, some great teams in this tournament, and hasn't been able to win it. I think it's a situation kind of like Tony Bennett at Virginia when he kept bringing teams to the tournament. You know, they, they would lose here, lose there. They lose the, the first game, which crushed you know everything they had, and they came back and 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 the basketball gods were certainly on their side during that run. So. <laughs> I like Gonzaga there. And on the right side of the bracket, we have Baylor uh, and Illinois, two one seeds. Uh, I'm going to go Baylor here, although Illinois, a lot of people think are it could also be one of the strongest teams in the conference. I'm going to go Illinois. Yeah, I'm going to go Illinois. Hot. We got, we got Illinois and Gonzaga for the national championship. And for that winner, I will, even though I didn't pick them to win the Final Four, but for that particular matchup, I do like Illinois to win that one. I think Gonzaga, again, uh, gets there and, and is on the doorstep, but gets denied again. I say Gonzaga wins. 
Kelsey. Oh, oh it's riding on me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Illinois. I feel like Gonzaga, I don't know. I just. I hope Mark Few and company come through so I can <laughs> tell you little grasshoppers. We bumped you out. They've That's never right. done it before. Uh, Gonzaga hasn't. They, they've been there. Yeah, they've I been at the doorstep. Last time there was an undefeated team that made it this far. That... You think about that Kentucky team not too long ago. They went undefeated yeah. and lost uh, before that. I think they even got to the, the championship game. How many teams do you think will be out for COVID? I think that that could be a problem, but I am. Uh, what's the saying? Stay positive, test negative. I'm hoping they that already that's had six case. officials that are out for the NCAA tournament because when they got there, they had to quarantine and went out to dinner. They didn't have dinner ready, and they came back and one of them tested positive. Yeah, the so rooms, that. the rooms weren't ready, and so they they went to dinner, which they weren't supposed to do together. And then one of them tested positive, yep. and they were all yeah, that was a bad deal. So. Before we go, uh, we'll change gears a little bit because uh, I think it would just be rude of us not talk ECU baseball for a second. I they think get, so too. They get the sweet <laughs> game tonight. This past uh, weekend versus Charlotte uh, to advance to thirteen and two. I think it is on this yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Uh, another sweep for them, looking dominant. Carson Wisenhunt has been unreal on the mound for the Pirates, looking like he has the ability to be maybe freshman player of the year for the country. I mean, they've been unreal. They're ranked in the top ten in a lot of different rankings now. It's it's things are buzzing over there at Clark and Claire State. Yeah, and if you remember last year, the Pirates went to Wilmington, and then they were supposed to play an Ivy League team. I think it was Columbia for the weekend series. And while they were on the bus, the Ivy League canceled their spring sports. Mm-hmm. So the Pirates were basically trying to find a team to come in and play the three games set, not knowing that everything was going to shut down completely in about 24 to 48 hours. And that game against Wilmington was a three-run walk-off home run that the Seahawks hit. That still bothers Cliff Godwin oh. to this second. So I think I think we'll see a, a nice effort from East Carolina. I think they're going to go with a you know, staff outing again. They've got so many arms in that bullpen they want to see out there. So I think they're just going to run people out. Somebody gets in trouble, run somebody else out. And, you know, it's a big game for them. It's an in-state school. And Illinois State comes to town this weekend, and they're not, you know, very good record-wise. Uh, you know, if you look at, at what they've done so far. So, you know, you would think anything, you know, less than a sweep against Illinois State is going to be disappointing. But it's hard to go out there and sweep everybody. I mean, yeah. I think Pirate fans kind of take it for granted yeah. sometimes because East Carolina, year in and year out, is so good. But And their starting pitching has really been good. Well, today is the two-year anniversary of Jake Kuchmaner's perfect game, it too. It certainly is. And that was that was a weird – neither one of you guys were here then yet, right? No, it was just a couple months before we came. Because what, what happened – and I remember like it was yesterday, uh, it was on a Sunday, and Melissa was sick, so I went out to, to get something to eat by myself – and that you know, there was no TV for the game. There was only radio, so I had a, uh, my phone and was listening to it. And I remember the person came over to the uh, to the table and said, "Hey, I can try to get that game on the TV for you if you want me to." And I said, "I said no, it's it's radio only. It's it's ECU baseball, and there's there's no TV at all for it." Little did I know, as I was listening to it, you know, he had the, you know it was going perfect game, perfect game, and nobody wants to talk about it because you'll jinx it. Got back in the truck. <laughs> You know, started going home, still listening to it, and it was crazy that he, you know, that, that listening to the call. Corey Glory did a great job with the call, but they get the perfect game, and then you know, then then the job as a journalist, as as a TV journalist, is to try to scramble to get video. Well, the only pictures of the of the perfect game was somebody's <laughs> cell phone on the last out, and that's all there is, you know, to this day of that game. 
for Jake Kuchmaner because it was against Maryland, and Maryland didn't do anything as far as TV goes. I think they did some of their games, but they didn't do that particular one. So, um, in fact, we're probably going to use that for a play of the day and just relive it. But <laughs> that's, it, that's all it is. It's, it's that one shot. It's a wide shot from those stands that somebody put on their phone. Thank God they recorded it. And that's all, we, that's all <laughs> we've got. But, yeah, Jake Kuchmaner was perfect. Only perfect game in East Carolina Pirate baseball history. Cool. And that was that was a cool moment for, for him. And uh, I think one of his first big wins was down uh, – his freshman year was down in Clearwater – uh, the Pirates had to get a win in the semifinals, and, you know, of course, to make it to the finals, and they, they just needed somebody to get in there and get some innings in, and he p- really pitched well. And I was trying to ask people, how do you say his name? Because, you know, you look at it, it's like, yeah. how do you say that? But it's Cooch Maynard. And uh, so I remember, <laughs> that, I remember that game, and I remember, you know, the perfect game. But, yeah, two years ago today. That's We're cool. just about halfway through the ECU baseball season. Can you That's hard it? to believe. But I think the season really, really starts, I think – yeah, I say starts, but the, the North Carolina games will be big, and then the, the conference games are just, you know, crucial. And this year is going to be so different because they're four-game conference series instead of three. So there's no midweek games once you start playing conference games. And I think that's going to be different, and you're going to play a doubleheader on Friday. Not that we don't have anything going on on Fridays this time of year because we have <laughs> touchdown Friday and all the high school stuff, but we're going to have – you know, a doubleheader in baseball for the most part. Unless the weather's bad, then they'll have the rest of the weekend to try to make them up. And and, and a lot of times you're not going to see teams get in all four of the games. They're going to, you know, get as many as they can, but they mm-hmm. won't get in four every weekend because if you have rain on that Friday, then you're going to try to play doubleheaders on Saturday and Sunday. And if you can't get that done, you're just going to get what you can. I think this four-game series is is what's going to be so important for East Carolina, the fact that they, their bullpen is so deep. I, I, think, I really think that's going to be such a big deal for, for them in the long haul. When, oh, I, when, I agree. With, in terms that's a real of plus. Records and trying to get a regional game and, and whatnot. Well, their hard work's paying off. They're ranked within the top ten in a couple uh, baseball polls this week, too. Yeah, I think they're ranked in, in all six polls in the top ten. They're ninth in four of the polls, eighth in, in uh, one of the polls, and seventh. And I think it's perfect game. Or one Which of, one do you base off? <laughs> yeah, I know. We've <laughs> talked about that. It's one of those. I think the one that, that Malcolm and them are going with this year is the. Uh, is it D1 baseball? It, it's either D1 baseball or. It's crazy because it's different for all sports. Yeah, it, I think it is. It's D1 baseball. I think that's what they're going with. But it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. You have six national polls for any sport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So. Just need one general site that all puts them all together. All right. Well, that'll wrap up another edition of the WNCT Sports Podcast. To recap, we got Illinois as our national champion. Uh, so we'll see if we're right about that one. But I, I picked Gonzaga, so I want that on the record. So. <laughs> all right. And I want it on the record, Ohio over Virginia round. Wow. Four. He put that in there. <laughs> that'll do it. Where's, uh, that, where's that button for the boo or whatever? Yeah, well, this one? Hold on. It. Let's see. We've got. A new toy you've one? got back there. Yeah. <laughs> that one? <laughs> That's fun. Good stuff. All right. Yeah. See you guys next week. <laughs>